When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of the Pirates Podcast to be named later. I am your host, Jared Prugar. My co-host, Alex Stump, is off this weekend as he travels to and from Bradenton in minor league camp. It was a dark week for Major League Baseball. Again, we are in a lockout. The first two series have been canceled uh, of the season as a result of the inability to come to an agreement uh, by Major League Baseball and the Major League Baseball Players Association, the owners uh, and and players weren't able to come to an agreement. Uh, it's a shame. It's doing a, a disservice to to the game of baseball and, and to Major League Baseball. And, and and let's be real here. I I think it's important to note that baseball can't have something like this. Baseball can't afford something like this because you know of all the sports that have been impacted over the last few seasons. Um, uh, with COVID and, and, and things of that nature, uh, baseball has been the one I think that's been pretty hurt the most. I mean, football is football, but there isn't the same amount of revenue that comes into baseball from TV deals and, and things like that, that they, that you get from, from the NFL. The NFL is its own beast. They have Sundays unlocked forever, but baseball isn't the same. Baseball never has fully recovered from the lockout in 1994. It took until 1998 really to see a significant growth in the game of baseball once again. And that was the home run battle. That was Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, Ken Griffey Jr. that, that really paved the way for that. And and baseball still didn't hadn't recovered until the early 2000s as far as attendance and, and things like that went. And that's tough. And, and that's not far from where we're at. 1994 was only a few, it's less than 30 years ago. Let's be real here. That's It's not a, a big amount of time by any means. And it's not that baseball is is struggling. Baseball is, a, is a, I think, one of the most romantic sports of all time. I, I, I've coached baseball since I was 16 years old. I've played the game since I was six. I'm 31 now. So I you can do the math in your head. I can't do the math. Uh, in my head, I teach careers. It's a lot of numbers. I can't really handle that. But it's one of those situations where baseball can't and shouldn't have had this come uh, to pass. And I think that's the biggest thing because, you know, they can't afford this. Let's think about it like this. You know, you have the Toronto Blue Jays. And I understand that they're not the Pirates by any means. This is a Pirates podcast. But those, the Toronto Blue Jays have two, two of the youngest stars, Bo Bichette and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. In their home city since 2019, both players were called up then. Since 2019, they have played in their home city of Toronto a total of 19 times. 19 times. There are 162 games this season. I understand 2020 was impacted. They weren't allowed to play in Toronto last season. That is just, 
I, it leaves me speechless because those are two of the premier players, I think, in this league that are budding. Vladimir Guerrero Jr., I think, is a lot of fun. I grew up watching Vlad Sr., and he was so much fun to watch in the ball field. You know, there's a video going around Twitter this week. Uh, I think Hector Gomez recorded uh, Vlad Vlad Guerrero. I, I, I'm not quite sure of the elements, but he just hit an absolute nuke off the bat. And, man, that ball just flew forever. He pimped it. He looked at it. Vlad could hit a ball whether it was cricket, whether it was like in the dirt, whether it was over his head, that dude could just flat out hit. That's why he's in the Hall of Fame. That's why he is Vlad Guerrero. Vlad Jr., just as fun to watch. He obviously hasn't had the illustrious career that his dad has had quite yet. He's still young in that aspect. But, man, he is fun to watch. The The, the Blue Jays, I think, have a potential to be fun to watch. That's what we're robbing these kids of. We're, watching, we're robbing the next generation of – Watching players like Vlad Guerrero Jr., Fernando Tatis Jr., Brian Reynolds even, to Brian Hayes. Guys that play the game the right way that are quality ball players, that are good ball players, and are good at what they do. Just like guys like me and even Alex grew up watching Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, Ken Griffey Jr., Barry Bonds, Andy Van Slyke even. Guys like that. We watched up and grew up, and we wanted to emulate them. There isn't a left-handed hitter that hasn't tried to replicate Barry Bonds' swing, the bat, the the bat angle, everything, the 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 big elbow guard. Everybody wanted to be Barry Bonds growing up. Everybody wanted to hit seventy-two homers. Everybody wanted to hit the ball as far as they possibly could. That's what makes baseball so special. But when you see the major leagues and you see what they're going through now. It's a shame because it's just robbing our next generation of of watching a game that is so much fun. It's so it's so enjoyable. It's you know I, I like I said I coach I coach a middle school baseball team here in Altoona, Pennsylvania, um, and one of my uh, speeches this week was if you fail seventy percent of the time. If you fail seven times out of ten, you are a success in baseball. You are a Hall of Famer in baseball. There's no other sport like that. If you if you miss a pass seven out of ten times, you stink in the NFL. Same thing with college football. If you miss seven out of ten shots in the game of basketball, you're not good. But if you miss the baseball, if you don't hit the baseball seven out of eight or seven out of ten at bats, you are a damn good baseball player. It is a game of failure. There is nothing else quite like it in the world. And we are robbing the we are robbing our fans. And Major League Baseball and the Players Association are robbing the fans of that. They're robbing the fans of seeing what it's like to face adversity on every pitch, what it's like to hit a 95-mile-per-hour slider down the middle of the plate, down the out of the offside corner. It's a shame. It, it, it's, it's so disheartening because baseball is such a great game. I love the game of baseball. Corey Geiger, a uh, fellow writer here at DK Pittsburgh Sports, has a, a, has a um, radio show here in Altoona Sports Central with Corey Geiger. And Corey and I were talking about that uh, earlier this week. How do you feel about the game of baseball? I love the game. I will always love the game. I love teaching it. I love playing it until I got to a point where I just couldn't play anymore. Now my left shoulder feels like a bowl of Rice Krispies every time I move it above my shoulder, uh, my every time I move my arm above my left shoulder. If you heard that pop um, on the recording, that was probably my um, – that was 100% um, 100% my shoulder – I've had my right shoulder surgically repaired, but every everything I went through in baseball has been worth it because baseball teaches you adversity. Baseball teaches you that it's okay to fail. Failure is okay. Failure is inevitable in the game of life, in the game of baseball, in the game of everything. It's okay to fail. 
Um, but we're robbing our generation of that. We're robbing our generation of seeing Garrett Cole go against these guys, against Tyler Gosnell finally having that redemption arc for the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, seeing what guys like Henry, well, actually Henry Davis is a bad example because Henry Davis does get to play, but seeing what guys like Brian Reynolds can do for the Pirates. Listen, baseball players deserve the money that they get to an extent. I think everybody deserves the money that they're valued at. Just like teachers should get, I think teachers should be in surmountable money, but that's because I'm a teacher by trade as uh, also as a writer. Um, but Teachers deserve to get their money. Doctors deserve to get their money. Baseball players deserve to get their money too. I think baseball has a has a fundamental issue um, in figuring out the monetary scale. Listen, should there be a salary cap? Should there be a salary floor? Me personally, I think there should be a salary floor. I think you have to spend. But again, you look at the Pirates roster. Who is worth that type of money? Bob Nutty is still going to make his money. Hal Steinbrenner is still going to make his money in, in New York. Uh, the Angels owner, the uh, the Guardians owner, the Phillies owner, they're all going to make their money. And and that's okay. They should they should be able to make their money. That's perfectly fine. Just like when we're in the business world, everybody deserves to make their money. But it's how they go about it. In the Miami Marlins, you look at Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter has won anything that you could ask for. MVPs in the Hall of Fame, World Series after World Series after World Series, Mr. November, Beautiful Wife, great career. You can say what you want about his defensive war, and I know Alex is listening at home, and I'm sure he is seething because I brought up Derek Jeter defensively. Hitting-wise, Derek Jeter one of, one of the clutchest performers of all time. Derek Jeter steps down from the Miami Marlins this week because of, and I think this is just um, this is just a hunch for me, because of that competitor. You want to win. You, you know, you play to win the game, right, to, to quote a football term. And, you know, um, the late Dennis Green uh, once said that, and... You play to win the game and to just sit there and, and just go through the motions and make that millions and millions of dollars, you know, great. That's great for your pockets, but that's not great for filling up your stadium. You want to make more money, fill up your stadium. There is no greater atmosphere that I've ever been a part of in any sport. I've seen Robert Morris play Kentucky in, at Robert Morris. I thought that was incredible. I've been to Chapel Hill for a Duke Carolina game. I've been at Penn State whiteouts. Nothing ever will top the Penn, with the Pirates blackout game against um, – Against the Reds, the Cueto chance. I, I will never forget that atmosphere ever. That was just one of the greatest of all time, in my opinion. You get that atmosphere by winning. You get that atmosphere by putting money into your team and investing in your team um, to win games. The Pirates, over the course of time, haven't invested in that team. That team was laden with guys that they they brought in or that they, that they rose up, Andrew McCutcheon um, and, and guys like that. And then you brought in a, a Russell Martin type player and uh, AJ Burnett and, and guys that added to that culture. And, and now obviously things are much, much different, but at the same time, you know, you have to pay, you have to, it pays to win. And, but it also, you know, you got to spend money to make money. In, in my opinion, if you want to spend money and, and you want to make money, you got to spend a little bit and that's okay. But for me, and, and in my opinion, and, and this week, it was a, it's a black guy for baseball. And I think that's, I think that's a shame because who wants to watch Major League Baseball anymore? You know, the NBA is, is damn near unwatchable. NFL is not in season right now. The NHL, you know, um, outside of different things here and there, the NHL is, for all intents and purposes, good. I think their player safety department is, um, is a garbage can. But at the same time, you know, baseball has the summer market. They have that opportunity to really, really capture that group and capture that market, and they're not doing anything about it. They're not going to make their money because 
they're just going to be in this stalemate for, for quite some time, it seems. But like I said before, this has been a black eye for baseball, uh, and it's truly robbing us of, of being able to watch some greatness. We have a generational talent in Mike Trout, and I think Fernando Tatis Jr., and, and same thing with Vlad Jr., and, and Ronald Acuna and with the Braves, and Brian Reynolds is up there too. Brian, Brian Reynolds is kind of, you know, personality-wise, is, is kind of eh. But, man, to watch him track down fly balls in center field at PNC Park or hit the baseball from either side of the plate, man, that guy is fun to watch. And that's what I think the biggest shame of it all is. We're not going to be able to see them play as much as we should. Like I said before, Bo Bichette, which is Dante Bichette's son, uh, Colorado Rocky great, uh, and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. They've played 19 times in the city their their team is named after, the t- Toronto Blue Jays. they played 19 times in Toronto in their careers starting in 2019. Think about that. And we'll talk a little bit more about the game of baseball when we come back from this short break on the Pirates podcast to be named later on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network. Podcast we name later. I'm Jared Pugar. Again, Alex is off this weekend. Let's be real. Baseball didn't need this, but it's not all doom and gloom for baseball. I think there's still a chance that they get something done, and they miss minimal time this season. Um, but I think this is a, a great chance for minor league baseball to step up. Now, Major League Baseball has had its flaws with, with the with minor league game. They took over beginning of last year. Now this year, they wanted to lessen the number of teams. Uh, or less than the number of players held in camp. Uh, that camp has been going on in Bradenton uh, over the past few weeks. And I think, you know, as Alex, I think, can attest, the Pirates are doing things a lot differently as far as development goes. And I think that's huge. Every player is different. Every person in this world is different. And I'm not trying to get philosophical here. I'm just trying to be real. But everybody learns differently. Everybody hits differently. Everybody pitches differently. Everybody fields the ball differently. So to put something in a cookie cutter like you know, throwing a two-seamer, for example, or a sinker or whatever, it just isn't going to work for everybody. And that's why you see teams or players like Tyler Glass now and Garrett Cole having a multitude of success after they leave the Pirates organization. It's that simple. Charlie Morton. Charlie Morton was good for the Pirates, but he has been great with the Braves and everybody else and the Rays and, and teams like that. You can't put everybody in this cookie cutter. I mean, you can have a strategy if we want to attack higher in the zone, if you want to attack inside, outside, glove side, arm side, whatever. But you have to, you have to, have to, have to let these players be themselves. That's what makes baseball so great. Everybody hits differently. Nobody has the same batting stance. I remember when I was younger, I tried to be Derek Jeter uh, and try to um, emulate his batting stance. I tried to be Ken Griffey Jr. the same way. I was, I'm left-handed. I you know, for all intents and purposes, I did not ever hit the ball well. Um, I'm, you know, say what you want. But at the end of the day, you know, you're you. Um, and I think that's the important thing with baseball is it being you. But right now, it's minor league baseball. And and minor league baseball is going to start here in April. Um, April 8th, uh, to be exact. Uh, the Pirates minor league system is going to be fun to watch. You've got guys like, Henry Davis. You've got guys like Nick Gonzalez, Leva Peguero, uh, Ronzi Contreras, and, and O'Neill Cruz will be up with the with the big league club, and I don't think that they'll be playing um, in AAA um, this season. 
But, I mean, it's so much fun to watch, and I think that's what's great. And I think that's one of the things that we kind of forget about, too, is it's not just the fans that this impacts. It's the communities. That means the North Shore isn't going to be impacted by opening day um, right away. Opening day is is the best time for baseball. I love it. Even though it's cold sometimes, there's nothing better than watching an opening day baseball game. No matter what team it is, whether it's Pirates, the Nationals, the Phillies, well, maybe not the Phillies, uh, Yankees, Mets, what have you, Watching those games, watch that. There's hope. There's optimism. It's the one time a year that you feel that your team is invincible. It's opening day. The pomp and circumstance, the red and blue bunting, the red, white, and blue bunting, the 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 announcements of the teams and the rosters. It just makes the game of baseball so cool and so much fun to watch, and just so true. And I think and and just so romantic to be perfectly honest with you because. There's so much hope. Every every opening day, you're like, this is the year. This is the year. Obviously, that doesn't always happen, and that's okay. That's that's the game of baseball, right? You can't always have success, much like the Pirates. But again, you know, there will be an opening day for minor league baseball. That is important. We're going to bring you, I think, some of the best coverage here with DK Pittsburgh Sports uh, over the course of you know this lockout because the Pirates farm system is going to be fun to watch. Greensboro won a. Uh, won a great deal. Bradenton won a championship last year. Those players will be in Greensboro this year. Andy Rodriguez, guys like that, Jared Jones. Um, that Greensboro team, Henry Davis. I think Henry Davis is going to end up in Altoona to start the season. At least if I'm the Pirates, I would. I'm not just saying that selfishly because I want to see Henry Davis play. But the kid can ball. The kid, I think, uh, has the charisma and, and the make, mental makeup to be an impact player in the major leagues. Is that going to happen this year? No, I don't think so. I think the whole cap out in, in AAA and then um, begin the season uh, in big league camp and begin uh, the next year uh, in AAA before getting called up, depending on, on how uh, how things go for, for him and the Pirates. But that Altoona team, I think, has the opportunity to be a really special group, uh, both team-wise and talent-wise. The Pirates, I think, have, have done a better job of this of late, keeping groups together. They all they have always done a good job of keeping coaching staffs together. You know, Nunnally, you know John Nunnally, hitting coach uh, for the curve this year, uh, he and Joel Hanrahan um, and Mike Ryan were together, and and had Mike Ryan not wanted to, um, you know, not wanted to go to AAA with them and and stay in Altoona, I think things would be a little bit different. Uh, but they want to keep these guys grouped together. Uh, not only in the Hanrahan um, were at this alt site, and then they were in AAA last year. Now Hanrahan is no longer with the organization; he's with the Nationals. Um, but you know, they they try to keep the coaching staffs together too. That familiarity, I think, is huge. It's huge in development because uh, as a coach myself, you think about it. You want to know every player as best you can. Now, you have to build those relationships with them, uh, and you have to cultivate them because if they don't trust you and you don't trust them, that's not a good situation moving forward. So you build that trust. You build that rapport, and you build that, and you use that to maximize the growth of the player, to maximize the output of the player. That is huge to me. Um, so you build that relationship, and – and you stay with them. And and now, you know, the Greensboro staff is essentially, uh, or the Greensboro manager, um, Karen Madison, uh, is now in Altoona. And, you know, Miguel Perez uh, in Altoona went to Indy. Um, you know, they stay with each other. They have that rapport. And I think that's huge. That's huge in development. Um, but, again, the biggest thing, I think, for minor league baseball is they have to capitalize on this. You know, we talked about the community and how the North Shore will be a little bit different without Pirates baseball. And, you know, the first couple of weeks of the season are really when people show up at, at times when there's promise. But now, you know, te- like areas like Altoona 
in areas like Harrisburg or, or Reading or, or places like that, just in, in Williamsport and in Erie, and, and to name a couple in, in, in Lehigh Valley and and, St- and even State College and the Rookie League, those are the communities that are impacted the most by this, by um, by no by potentially not having a season. The the fact that minor league baseball is able to have a season is is the biggest, I think, the biggest thing here. Because not only do they not lose out on another year of development, but these communities don't lose out on another year of no revenue. And will Pittsburgh be okay? Yeah. It's going to suck for a couple weeks, um, depending on how long the lockout is. Um, will those will those businesses be okay? You certainly hope so. Um, the Pirates will be okay. Pittsburgh will be okay. The city will still be there. But it's those small-knit communities and, and those areas that have been developed around the ballpark. Because everywhere you go now, whether you're in Pittsburgh or you're in Philly or you're in maybe not New York City uh, and, and those places, but at Atlanta and uh, Cincinnati and, and Milwaukee, the areas around the stadiums are developed. They have businesses. They have, you know, especially let's, let's take the North Shore, for example. The North Shore's got the North Shore Tavern, Mike's Beer Bar, proud sponsors of our wonderful website here at DK Pittsburgh Sports. Um, but also just different things um, going going on everything. Um, but it's just one of those situations, man. It, it sucks for everybody, and I think that's the hurtful thing um, of the work stoppage is that it just goes so much deeper than just the players and the owners. It goes to the communities, too, and the workers. Um, those are part-time jobs for retirees um, or students or things of that nature. And I think one of the better things to come across out here is that uh, the Major League Players Association has launched a fund for workers impacted by the, um, by Major League Baseball lockout, which is what they did in 2020 when really nobody was allowed in the stadiums. Um, so that is, I think, huge, but um, it's – launched a $1 million fund to, to help those impacted by that. Um, it's going to aid stadium workers and others who face financial hardship through no fault of their own due to the MLB franchise owner's lockout. Um, those are the people that make it important for baseball. You can't have a stadium without stadium employees. You can't have concessions without concession stand workers. You can't have seats, clean seats without ushers and ballpark maintenance, and things like that. So to take care of them, because it's not their fault, they're in the middle. They're pawns in this chess game. And I think that is, that's awful. But at the same time, you know, it's a situation that we have at stake. And and like I said in the first segment here on the Pirates Podcast we named later, it's a shame. It's a shame that there are people put in the middle. The fans, I think, have to are being forced to, to pick a side because of the decisions of, of business owners and um and agents and, and players, you know, and I think that's the shame of it all. But at the end of the day, we still get minor league baseball. And I think that's the biggest takeaway that we can have from this because the Pirates minor league system is going to be fun to watch. Whether you're in Greensboro or you're in Altoona or you're in Indianapolis, all eyes should be on those three teams. I think Bradenton will be okay too because they're going to get a lot of the guys like Lonnie White Jr. Uh, and, and, and players like that. I think that's going to be huge. Bubba Chandler. But – that's where I would focus my time right now is the minor leagues. They're going to break camp here uh, in a couple of weeks, come up north, and that's when the fun is going to start because who knows when this baseball lockout is going to end. But for right now, we get minor league baseball. We can embrace it. We can embrace that opportunity for those guys and, and really have fun with it because those small-town communities like Altoona, Redding, State College, Erie, those are the teams that are going to benefit the most from it because – 
guess what? This is the only baseball there is to watch. Just like a couple years ago when it was only Major League Baseball, this is the complete opposite because not only is there baseball, but you can come in, watch the games, have food, and enjoy a night out at the ballpark. And that's exactly what not only do baseball fans need, but this country needs as we recover from, from everything going on in the world around us. But for my absent co-host, Alex Stump, this has been Jared Prugar on the Pirates Podcast. We name later. Alex and I will be back next week on DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon. And-